Welcome to Rooting For You, a seasonal gardening podcast for non-experts. I'm Tess and I know nothing. And I'm Elise and I know some things. Each week we'll chat about one gardening topic and then discuss the effort reward payoff by asking, is the juice worth the squeeze? Just a heads up, there might be a bit of swearing in this episode. You've been warned. So by now, we all know that autumn is a fabulous time to put certain crops in the ground to keep our plate full between now and summer. But what if these last three months have slipped away from you? Or you still have that one empty patch or pot or grow bag? What then? Well, today's episode is all about last chances. Elise, at this late stage of autumn, what is it not too late to get in the ground? There are some veg that we can still plant this late in the game, in particular broad beans, mustard, which we talked about recently, peas, which we also talked about recently, radishes, one of our faves, parsley, silver beet and rocket would be about my best picks for this very late autumn time. And so these ones we've spoken about before, but radishes for example they're going to grow a lot quicker in some months so we have to assume that it's going to be later before we're harvesting them yeah exactly exactly and we experienced this last year Tess. both you and i actually planted some radishes in winter which you know you can do and they were so slow to take off that neither of us were actually harvesting those radishes until well not throughout the entire winter which is three months and we know in summer how fast a radish can grow And then what happened was spring came, the weather heated up and both of us, our radishes bolted and went to seed. Mm. So neither of us actually got a decent harvest. And the more I reflect back on this, as much as you can try and plant things in winter, like it can be done, I really think for the best chance of success, you just want to get it in the ground when there's still a little bit of warmth in the air and a little bit of warmth still in the soil. I mentioned in the intro an empty pot or an empty grow bag. Mm. Is it vital that we have some kind of sunshine? Like, Should we be putting our, our pots, moving them into a sunnier spot? And conversely, if that empty patch is part shade, mm. we've got no chance with mm. these ones. Yeah, exactly. If it's part shade and you're looking at the very last couple of weeks of autumn, I'm going to say... It's just not going to happen. I would almost say it's not worth planting anything in it. And I never say that. So goodness gracious, especially things like the peas that we talked about, like broad beans, these need a lot of sunshine Mm -hmm. and we've got part shade and we've got cooler weather, even something like rocket or parsley, which can usually handle a lot of cold and a lot of shade. I wouldn't even think that could take off. So as you say, if you've got pods, absolutely brilliant let's move them into a sunnier spot Mm -hmm. and this will give our crops the best chance the other little tip we can go with here just to speed things along if you've left things a little late in the game as much as a lot of these things I love growing from seed and I recommend growing from seed if you go down to the nursery and buy the seedling version you may have added or saved yourself an extra 
two, three, four weeks, depending mm. on the plant. Something like peas, you're probably only saving yourself 10 days. But some of the other ones, you can get silver beet, for example. You can get a, you know, a bit of extra growth. So by the time it goes in your bed, it's not starting from such a juvenile position. Mm. So that's going to make a big difference as to your success. That's a great tip. It really is. And I always say, like, there's a place for seedlings, you know? like There's a place for seedlings in my life. <laughs> there's, a, there's a place for seeds and there's a place for seedlings. Something like broad beans actually are happily planted in winter. So that'd be the only one that if you haven't planted them yet, I wouldn't be stressing about it so mm. much. Although I wouldn't leave it too much longer either, even for the broad beans. We haven't done an episode on broad beans. Broad beans are delicious. There's mm. a fabulous, I think it's a Jamie Oliver pasta mm. recipe with broad beans that mm-hmm. is so good. Yeah, I love them too. Are they <laughs> So just like the height, for anyone who's going to stick them in, obviously give it a Google, but are mm. they climbing or do they? can they go anywhere? They are not climbing, but they are ridiculously tall. So they're two oh, metres okay. tall, but they don't climb. They look like – do you know what corn looks like when it grows? Mm. It looks the same thing. It's like tall, skinny, straight up. But unlike corn, it doesn't usually support its own weight, so you'll need to rig it up in some way. Could you use like – I've got those tomato yes. – things that I use for my tomatoes, like repurpose those. Yeah. Okay. Bang on. That's exactly what I use. Those tomato cages. Mm, yeah, cages. that's exactly what I use to support my broad beans. Absolutely. The other good thing with the broad beans are they're quite light. So kind of like when we're talking about peas, when I said you can put in four steaks and then just rig up some string in between, you could kind of do that with your broad beans too. Okay. If you didn't have the cages, but yeah, they need support and they need to go in now for a beautiful spring broad bean harvest. And we said this in the beans episode, but I don't want anyone listening to the beans episode and applying the same logic to the broad bean discussion. Different type of bean. Different type of bean. I actually don't even know. Is it is it also a bean? Is this just like a naming issue we've got and it's a totally different <laughs> plant? I don't know. Because they don't grow in the same conditions and the plant is not remotely similar. So I've got no idea, but you need to think about it completely differently. Do not go back to our beans episode. You know what? We'll do a broad bean episode one day. One, one day, day in winter. But we're, we're in last <laughs> chances. So can we do it in winter or? Yeah, true. Okay. Next autumn? Next autumn. Next autumn we'll go back to the broad beans. But yeah, if you like broad beans and you've got a bit of space because they're not small plants, I would absolutely give them a go. Do some Googling on it. Tess, in your garden, I don't know, you could, I feel like you could even – Half a metre squared would give you a very good crop of broad beans. They're very prolific. And the grow bags that I've used before, mm. they're pretty good. I reckon in a big grow bag, mm, you could absolutely size, yeah. Yeah, go some broad beans in that. So there's still, there's still a decent crop of things that we can be planting in. I will say I would have preferred it if you'd done it a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> but we're not judging. No judgment here. No judgment here. The good news is on planting frontiers is as the weather gets cooler, there's actually a lot more that we can plant in the fruit and rhizome 
department. So we'll get into this territory in winter. And we have discussed it in last season's winter episodes, but our bare-rooted fruit trees, our rhubarb, Mm. our asparagus, these things are all coming up. So if you're busting chops to get something in the ground and you've kind of missed it on the annual veggie patch stuff, maybe you could try an asparagus or a rhubarb in that last bed you've got going. Mm. I mean, we'll have to do episodes on each of these. Mm. We will. We will. So if I can just go back to something you said before about a patch that's not very sunny – you said leave it bare and I know that you hate <laughs> to, to leave a bed bare. Would you not even do the green manure, you know, the one where you like just plant so that the soil is good again for spring? Is that, is that the right word? Yeah, yeah. You know me so well. You're right. I don't actually need <laughs> leave the bed bare. That would be ridiculous. Put a green manure in and if it's slow or it doesn't take off, like it doesn't even matter, you know, just get something in there. When spring comes, it actually will take off as well. So it'll get there eventually. And if those things bolt, whatever it is in your green manure mix, because I think with green manure, it's not like there's not a plant called green manure. It's like a combination of different Mm. plants. So some of them will bolt, but like whatever, you know, we're cutting it down, we're bringing it back into the soil. So you're right. If you've got the shady spot and it's too late to plant any of this stuff, go a green manure crop. Remind me, are mustards a green manure crop? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. And peas, yeah. There's actually heaps of things that we would even grow as food that would be considered a green manure crop. They're usually a seed mix of all different. Okay, so I'm going to retract your statement for you. Ooh, okay. if, <laughs> if you have a patch that isn't sunny, put something in, peas, mustards, whatever, but just don't expect to eat from it. Yeah. Exactly. But if you're going to do, if you're going to treat it as a green manure, I would buy a green manure mix. Oh, okay. One, it's going to be cheaper because they sell them in quite big bulk. It's not like, you know, you fancy eating peas variety or the mustard that you might add to your salad. It's often a slightly different variety. Okay. Buy the green manure. Yeah. And then in this pack, they'll have a broad range of things. So you've got different things that you're adding to the soil. Yes. It's worth. I would say don't waste your food crop seeds as a green manure. Okay, that's a great tip. Brilliant. Anything else to say on last chances? Well, let's talk tomatoes for a sec. Do you have any in the garden still? God, no. Okay. (laughs) I wouldn't have thought so. But if you do have tomatoes in the garden still, maybe you're in a warmer area than Tess or myself, or maybe you're just really holding on hope. You've really got to get them inside at this point because what will happen is as the rainfall increases and this may have already happened it starts with the extra rainfall it, your tomatoes start to split mm. have you ever noticed that when yeah. they start splitting mm-hmm. open that is common at this time of year and throughout autumn with the increased rainfall so if you've got any outside even if they're green whatever it is get them inside to ripen. Just get that tomato plant out. You can even pull out, I think we've spoken about this, but you can even pull out the whole plant and just hang it upside down. Yes, which we've spoken about in the tomato harvesting episode, which also will free up the bed to put something else into. Exactly, exactly. So I can't imagine many people are still rocking the tomatoes, but if you are, give up right now. Do you know, I ran into a bloke that we know from high school days in the hardware shop a couple of weeks ago and he said that he'd just put tomato plants in and this oh, is no. the middle of autumn and I said to him, mm, I've got a gardening podcast episode for you. 
So I'm thinking of him as as you're talking about people who might still have tomatoes. Oh, bless. I mean, that is just a surefire way for disappointment. Mm. A warm season. People love tomatoes. I know. I know. But well, just don't start there. Now's not the time. Hold up. Hold tight. Hold tight till spring, guys. It's not too far away and we get to start the whole summer season all over again. Another thing that we have the last chance to do at the moment, which is not edible, but it brings me so much joy in the garden, is planting our spring bulbs. Ooh. This is very fun. Tulips, lilies, daffodils, mm. jonquils, uh, hyacinth, however you pronounce that, the beautiful smelling ones. These are all bulbs that we plant in autumn and then flower in spring. And not too late. And not too late. And do these types of flowers attract the bees? Ooh, I don't think the bees love my tulips, to be honest. Uh, I am not sure. Okay, so we're not planning for the bees. We're planning for ourselves. We're planning for us. Mm. Okay. What I think is so lovely about spring, especially where I am, is it's freaking freezing. It's really cold. And to me, it feels like it's still winter. But all of a sudden, the daffodils, the daffodils are the first, they just pop up out of nowhere. And it's like... The, the seasons, the environment, the world knows that spring is coming, even if we as humans can't necessarily sense it. Like it's quite incredible to me that even the tiniest amount of soil warmth that comes with spring mm. is enough to tell these bulbs it's time to go, guys. And that is so nice when that happens. It is. Like it really fills me with so much joy. I really don't love winter. And then seeing these flowers, these beautiful flowers just pop up out of nowhere is like the ultimate reminder of fun things to come. The other great thing about bulbs is we plant them once and they flower forever. Mm. So if you put in a you know tulip bulb today, whether it be in a pot, whether it be in a garden bed, then every spring forevermore, you will have tulips in that spot. How nice. So I'd say that's you know, pretty low effort, pretty high reward. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> so it's not too late. And at the end of autumn, a lot of the people who sell bulbs will need to get rid of them because they can't store them throughout winter. So it'd be, it's actually a really good time to get some very good discounts. There'll often be what's called like a gambler's bulb situation where they'll put together all and any, any and all bulbs that haven't sold and they'll say like, here's a really cheap price for 50 bulbs. I love that. I just whack them all in and see what I get and it's all fabulous. It's quite nice because you don't have to put them in your garden beds necessarily. You can put them anywhere around oh, your garden. Yeah, don't put them in your garden beds. No. <laughs> this You can even put them in your lawn. Yeah, how nice. Yeah. So that is just – I think every person's garden could find some spot to fit a couple of bulbs in. And the other thing is if you get a few different types, like the daffodils, as I said, are usually first – the tulips come next from memory and then the lilies come a bit later around Christmas time in Australia or, you know, summertime by that point. So you've got all these – you've got this continual flow mm. of beautiful flowers. So if that is of any interest of you, any interest to you, go for gold, get those last-minute bulb deals and get them in the ground before it gets too much colder. Anything else to add to last chances? Look, it's not a true last chance, but I'm going to whack it in here because it's my favourite topic. Get started with your composting because 
the autumn leaves are just mm. such a great tool to utilise in the compost bins. And if you want to do that, you know, garden bed activity we talked about recently, again, the autumn leaves are here. Let's use them and make the most of them. You've got all these resources. I think it really couldn't be a better time to mm-hmm. get your compost started. So have I filled you with fear that this is your last chance to kind of nail everything in the garden or...? I mean, last, last chances, but the wonderful thing about gardening is the seasons will keep rolling around. So they will. I, my one big takeaway from this episode is if you have any empty beds, go out and get the garden manure. The green manure. The green manure. Go out and get the green manure seed mix from, I guess, the nursery or the hardware store because we want our soil to be tip-top for by the time that spring comes around. We do. Yeah. Or plants and broadbands. Or plants and broadbeans. If you've got sunshine. Yeah, sunshine, broadbeans, less sunshine, green manure. And so then just let's just run through the, your list at the top. Yep. We've got broadbeans. We've got mustard. Which, if you're going back through our back catalogue, is season five, episode seven. Fabulous. We've got peas. Again, back catalogue, season five, episode nine. We've got our favourite radishes. Season two, episode two, parsley. And a reminder again that a parsley is an annual herb. So that's season three, episode 10. Brilliant. Uh, Silverbeet is another one that we're not too late and another one of my favourites. Yep. So that's season four, episode six. And lastly, Rocket. So Rocket was part of our Salad Greens episode and that was back in season one, episode five. And we'll link all of these in the show notes as well to make it easy for you. But they're all there, ready to go. Fabulous. Still plenty of time and plenty of information to get you going. But not plenty of time. This is your last (laughs) chance. (laughs) You've got like a week, guys. That's it. (laughs) Go buy seedlings. (laughs) Exactly. Rooting for You is hosted by Elise and Tess. Artwork by Lauren Janine. You can find us on Instagram at Rooting for You Pod or email rootingforyou at elisealexandra.com. And remember, we are rooting for you.